Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter still being Twitter. But also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area, at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, go check them out. Make them a part of your car buying process. See them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So that's kind of where we're going is because we had a great doc talk segment with Dr. Jeff Watson, who's the foot and ankle specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, Tennessee. And Zach, that that segment is becoming more and more popular as we continue to have these with all the different resources that the Bone and Joint has. But Dr. Watson was phenomenal yesterday. That was the second time we talked about Derrick Henry's injury uh, but Zach, how did you feel overall about the conversation we have with Dr. Watson? Well, I felt informed and that's kind of what, why we do these is to inform. I mean, I, I, I don't have my medical degree. Do you Austin? I uh, no, I got a journalism degree that I no longer really use. Yeah. I, I got a business degree, which I use every waking hour. But uh, I, the, the thing that I love about the segment is that I look, I, I had no idea the ins and outs of the surgery and when it when it comes to a very important person, when it comes to Derrick Henry, you know the fifty million dollar man that runs this organization and is going to lead them. I mean, we all know that the Tennessee Titans cannot win a Super Bowl without Derrick Henry. It's just basically impossible. He's their best player, and so there's sort of a redemption story that all Titans fans are waiting on uh, on Derrick Henry's return, and they want him to be healthy. They want him to be a hundred percent. And they've missed you know, Julio Jones throughout the season and A.J. Brown and Bud Dupree, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. But Derrick Henry is the key. He's the only person that strikes fear in opposing defenses when opponents play the Titans. He is the only guy. I don't think they shake in their boots for Julio Jones anymore. I no. don't think they shake in their boots for an up-and-down A.J. Brown's 2021 season or Ryan Tannehill. But I do think they quiver a little bit and game plan against 22. And yesterday we talked to, to Dr. Watson about the surgery. And I think I, I what I try to do on those segments is learn something. Right. I learned something. Right. Definitely. So I'll set up the video that will play the clip of Dr. Watson talking about the surgery that Derrick Henry had. So when we talked to Dr. Watson the first time, it was the day of Derrick Henry's surgery. So we talked in general about uh, what the Jones fracture surgery is, which he told us was a tiny little incision that you insert a screw into the center of the bone. It brings the break together. You allow that incision to heal, which takes about eight to 10 days. Then you allow the bone to heal, which might take five to six weeks. And so yesterday was six weeks out of Derrick Henry having surgery. And I asked Dr. Watson to kind of just reiterate the surgery that he would have expecting him to kind of catch Zach up and others who missed the first time up on the procedure. And he actually kind of dropped some new information on us. Yeah. So I think this even might be a little different than what we described previously, because you know, he, he had a fifth metatarsal fracture or we call it a Jones fracture. Um, and, uh, and, and so when we, when we look at that, there are times where that fracture becomes just a little bit further than where I guess a true Jones would be. And that's more indicative of a stress fracture. So he, he may have been uh, may have may have had a stress fracture there that he was just kind of playing through, had a little discomfort and didn't realize it, and then actually went on and, and cracked the bone fully. And so um, there are times where normally we'll just put a screw in to stabilize it, which was what you know, kind of the traditional um, way to fix it is, where you just put a screw down the middle of the bone to stabilize it. Uh, where he actually had a plate and screws to stabilize it, so they made a little bit bigger incision and then and then put a plate on the outside of the bone where the tension side is and, and that helps to, to prevent that bone from gapping because you're kind of preventing that tension force from gapping it open even further. So, so that's a little different than what most, you know, Jones fractures you would hear about. Um, 
And so uh, you know, my understanding is they're kind of probably delaying him a little bit from coming back. And, and uh, I think playoffs puts him around the 10-week mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet that's the, the date circled on the calendar, if I'm, if I'm guessing. So you kind of piqued my interest of the plate and screws. Do yeah. you think that would be indicative of maybe how severe the uh, the actual injury was? Or is that more, could it be precautionary? Because, I mean, Derrick Henry, the, the makeup of that man coming back and knowing what he's going and the pressure he's going to be putting on it for at least, you know, a week or yeah. two. We don't know how much he's going to play uh, or when he's going to return. Is that, or could that be, how severe the injury is, or maybe a precautionary reason. Have you what have you seen in your history? Yeah, you know, since it's a stress fracture, that means he loads that bone a lot more than most do, and so that might be a foot type issue. It might be just he's a big guy, two forty, <laughs> um, you know, putting a lot of stress on the outside of that foot, and so, so, so that means that, that they're probably being more precautionary because the bone was a little bit thicker before it cracked, so it had already seen a decent amount of stress. So the fact they're putting the plate and screws in there is is protective and, and less likely to be a problem. Uh, there's a little bit of a mechanical advantage of putting it on the outside of the bone in that situation. So there's Dr. Jeff Watson, who uh, we confirmed with after the fact that Derrick Henry did have plate and screws, not just screw uh, in the uh, broken bone in his foot, the fifth metatarsal. So here's the quote again, and we wrote this on our website, uh, put it out yesterday. A lot of people have clicked on it. A lot of people uh, have not done a good job reading it. But here's the quote from Dr. Jeff Watson. Quote, he actually had a plate and screws to stabilize it. So they made a little bit bigger incision. Then they put a plate on the outside of the bone where the tension side is. And that helps to prevent that bone from capping. So you guys heard that two-minute clip of uh, what Dr. Watson said about Derrick Henry. So, Zach, let's go ahead and ask everybody this question. Do you feel better, worse, or indifferent now knowing Derrick Henry has a plate and a screw in his foot? Do you feel better, worse, or indifferent knowing that there's a plate and a screw, not just a screw, in Derrick Henry's foot? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and Renters Warehouse Nashville. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways uh, that you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. One of them is to create extra cash flow for you and your family when it comes to renting out your property instead of selling it. Selling it might be for you, but it might not be. It's a one-time transaction. But renting your house out, you build equity, which means long-term wealth, retirement plan ready, and cash flow coming for you. And Renters Warehouse, they're the landlords. You're not. You're the owner. They're the landlord. You don't have to do any of the work. You just get the money in your bank account from RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z sports are powered by BetMGM right there on the screen. BetMGM, they're the king of sports books. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. You can't beat that. Uh, right there on the screen, ATOZ Sports, use that promo code. You're going to get a special offer, which is a risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. And then, look, you could become a very rich man. Who knows? With parlays, parlay boosts, free bet Mondays. BetMGM's hooking you up. Download the app today. All right, so do you feel better, uh, worse, or indifferent knowing that Derrick Henry didn't just have a screw, but also a plate and a screw in his foot? So let's go ahead and read through through some of these comments uh, from you guys. And we, we might play a portion of that video again here in a second, but Havoc there on YouTube says uh, better. Steven says better. Um, let's see. John says if they clinch early, no need for hurry Henry or AJ back. Derek says better. TLWV says worse. Lee says he feels good about it. Uh, Dadson says, I had expectations, uh, expected the Dolphins game. He may ease went in with 10 carries, but now I doubt it just because it's not needed. But if these running backs, can, if these RB continue, I doubt it. Uh, Eric says better, better, better. Mark says better. Marquis says worse. Steven says better because it won't happen again, meaning that rebreak won't happen in Steven's opinion. Uh, Corey says indifferent. Mark says better. The plate is added support on the foot. Stefan says better. The plate helps in the long term. Aaron better. Ahmad better. Most people better. Zach, how do you feel? Well, I think you could take it either way um, because, you know, putting a plate in and having that extra support is good, but it also indicates that maybe that injury was worse off than we originally thought due to usage. 
Derrick Henry, I mean, we know the numbers. Before this injury, how many times were they carrying was he carrying the football, Austin? I mean, I like, want to say I want to say he was averaging like 27 and a half carries a game, something wrong. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is a the usage. They're using him like his senior year or his Heisman trophy year in yeah. Alabama. I felt like the last couple of years because they had to rely on him. He's the best. He was on pace on the, to on break touches records, carries records, total yards records, all these type all these types of usage records in the NFL. So and yeah. I, I do believe, in my personal opinion, I believe that was one of the reasons why the foot did what the foot did this season. I, I think over usage. Now they didn't know that he used that particular foot and that particular bone. That's a little bit uh, too much inside, you know, the, the, the medical numbers as they say than anybody would know, but they used him a lot because they had some flaws around them and they won a lot of football games. So you can't hate it. But it actually, this information, and here's where I think that it is key. What we learned from Dr. Watson is the plate adds support on a bone that we have now found out he uses more than others. That plate, I think, is extra support. And I think moving forward, at least for this season, I mean, you can rehab for this, kind of the best part about the long offseason of the NFL. You know, he's going to be fine afterwards. That that plate's not going to go anywhere. I think that plate makes me feel better for the haul of this season because I think you need that type of support and that extra kind of boundary outside of the, the, the bone that, that can help him for the two, three, four, yeah. four weeks, maybe to the Super Bowl. Who knows? But this made me feel better after hearing what kind of procedure it was and that extra support moving forward. Here's the last thing I'll say, Austin. Okay. You sign football players to big contracts for a reason. That is to use them. They used him a lot, maybe a little bit too much. But for running backs, as we know, Look, Derrick Henry's a unique bird. He's the best running back in the league and has been in a era of football that that is untraditional. You got to use them while you have them. And this is your year that you've gone in, chips in. Hey, we're trying to win a Super Bowl with Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and an $80 million pass rusher, and Bud Dupree, and, and Derrick Henry. We got to get all those guys back to go after it. I think the timing will work out for them to have the ability to. Whether they will, that's that's up to them. But to have the ability to do it. Yeah, and John says, I w wish he would have, or I would have, or Zach would have asked Dr. Watson yesterday about how common that is uh, for the plate to be inserted in that injury for that surgery. And so he mentioned that it's not like a typical average Jones fracture surgery <clears throat> that Henry had. It's the extra, the plate is a little bit extra. And, and I, I find it interesting because, we don't know exactly why he presses off or puts so much more tension on that bone rather than having his foot be equal. Maybe he has a different foot type. Dr. Watson brought that up. I know I have weird feet. I need special shoes uh, to help me when I'm doing athletic things. I got one foot that's uh, a half size bigger than the other foot. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, so there's a bunch of different ways your feet can mess things up to where you talked about, uh, you know, how he's pushing off the fifth metatarsal, which is the outside of the foot. Right. So, Maybe Henry's got a little bit different foot there. So my thought is, uh, you're you're feel you feel better about this, right? Now that I'm informed more, I'm indifferent. The reason why I'm indifferent is because I I feel like what Doctor Watson was telling us is that while the plate helps in the long run, it might take a little longer for him to come back. And my thought pre this conversation is that Derrick Henry will use one of those bone stimulators like Dr. Watson told us about. The whole the whole full interview, by the way, is 15 minutes uh, up there on our YouTube channel, so go check that out. But you know, the Derrick Henry would do everything in his power to get that bone to heal with the screw and that he could come back, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks. But with the plate, it's more like 10 weeks of being able to do full contact activity when I was kind of thinking eight that's weeks. That's what he has. I understand. But that's 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 10 weeks of full contact activity in practice. Like of, 
of when you feel comfortable about getting him on the practice field, let alone playing. There is a, in my mind, there's a difference. You got to walk before you can run and you got to crawl before you can walk. Right. So when Derrick Henry probably at six weeks with the plate, I think is probably crawling at this point. When does he start walking, AKA practicing on it in a, in a full type of speed capacity. So when then he, then he's in the game, he's got confidence in it and can go be himself. What about this Austin? What about the multiple reports from inside Diana Rossini talking about how well it's healing and the progress that Derrick Henry has made. So sure. you can say all that jazz, but I also put weight into those reports. Sure. No. And, and why I say, I say indifferent about this because I already felt pretty good about it in the, in the beginning. I was, that's op- why you should feel better, I, but I, I don't feel, this doesn't make me feel better because I, again, long-term feel pretty good about Derrick Henry. Like I don't expect there to be a refracture, right? But again, I guess for my own personal thoughts on, on and expectations on what it might look like, I do think the plate will make it maybe take an extra week or two for him to play rather than if he did not have a plate. So that's why I'm indifferent about it overall. Like it, it's kind of like you, you get a victory of maybe less chance of a refracture because it's a plate, but also maybe it takes an extra couple of weeks instead of not having I'd rather have the 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 better like, chances of which, that's why I'm saying it's better. I, I'm thinking for this season it kind of cancels out. For the for the rest of Derrick Henry's contract, great, awesome. But I think for this season it it kind of cancels out. No, I, I think that extra protection is a good thing and a positive thing. Here's something I want to discuss before we talk about people not uh actually reading things. Austin, what do you think? We've talked about it in the short term this season, which I think we should, right? That's where we are now. And the time is now for the Titans to go after a Super Bowl. What does this do in the long term? Because, you know, his contract is very team friendly. It's not necessarily running back friendly, especially they can when get you get out are, of it this year, like after I, this year. So that's what I'm, I'm bringing up. They yeah. won't do that. No, no. But what do you think about this as the long term? Because, you know, foot injuries in general are always and and always. Ask Yao Ming, ask Kevin Durant, ask some of these players that have had foot injuries that have kind of hampered their, them at, at points in their career. What do you think about this long term for Derrick Henry? Well, the guys you just mentioned, Yao Ming, seven foot five, seven, seven, whatever, how tall he is. And Kevin Durant's right under seven foot or seven foot. So big guys and foot injuries don't go very well. And I know Derek Henry's a big guy, but he ain't Kevin Durant, Yao Ming, big guy, right? So uh, I think Derek Henry has a better chance to recover. I don't like Yao Ming's got over a whole foot on Derek Henry, like let alone having that foot injury. But that really crushed Yao Ming's career, but that was also like 15 plus years ago, right? Yeah, here's a good uh, trivia question. Uh, Derrick Henry, 247, 240. Uh, Derrick Henry's close. Like, I, that, that weight has not been updated since his rookie year. Derrick Henry's 260 plus. Okay, all right, fair, <laughs> fair. I, I have it. Let's play a, tri- a quick trivia game. I love these things. How much did Yao Ming weigh? So Yao Ming is listed at seven foot six inches. He wears an 18 size shoe. His wingspan is seven five. He married his wife in 2007. She's she's <laughs> but, tall too. She's like six six. Yeah. How much do you think Yao Ming weighed? Uh I, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess 330. 330? Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, we'll wait uh, you know a half a second to let the chat come in. We've got uh you say 330. That's I your think final. Yeah, yeah. Dom says 310. Lucas says 316. Polly 225, 300, 325. So far, Noah, Mark, and Dom, and I know more are coming in, they win because officially. 311. Oh, so wow. really did a great job I mean, with the 310. You guys crushed it. The 310 nailed it. I mean, it, you can't be, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Guys. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's job. one off of being perfect. So very good. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't bust either. You're right under it. So you win and the price is right too. Come right. on up. Come, Come on, on up. up. <laughs> well, you're welcome to the showcase. All right. So 
With I I don't think you know Derrick Henry after this season, he's got seven months before he has to do anything again. Well, not maybe maybe five and a half six, right? So I I don't think Derrick Henry. Yeah, and uh, Dom says uh, props to NBA Live 2004. That's why, why he knows that. Um, uh, but anyway, so I, I'm not concerned about this long term. If if he can get through whatever the Titans' regular season and playoff push looks like without having a refracture, then I have very little, if not zero, concern about this for Derrick Henry long term. Yeah, uh, and I think I agree with you. I, I think that he'll, and I think here's another thing, and I said this, I think, on Monday. Uh, I have the utmost confidence that Derrick Henry treated this injury the best way possible, right? You never know with surgery how metal is going to be accepted into your body. It sounds like things are going well. I know he's doing the right rehab, and I think he will be rearing and ready to prove why he still is the best running back in the NFL. You know, another thing, you know, it pissed me off. I was Derrick Henry, that guy, Jonathan Taylor, who they beat twice, getting all of the news and all the MVP sprinkle a couple of weeks ago. That would really get me ready to go to come back and prove the king is back on the throne. Yeah, and Josh says, didn't Eddie George have a foot injury that pretty much ended it for him? That was a turf toe injury that happened in like 2001-2002 season, uh, and Eddie George was not the same after that. Now, Eddie George had been in the league longer than what Henry is at his point in his career and has had a lot of uh, a lot of carries, a lot of volume on Eddie George, but again, that was, in, that was 20 years ago. So, turf toe, you don't really hear turf toes that much anymore, do you? Like, turf toe used to be a thing you heard – in 2000s football, you're like, uh-oh, turf toe. But it's really like, you don't really hear that much anymore. No, you don't. Uh, you hear, Why? I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers got broken toe, but not is turf it the, toe. Is that the change? Is it the change of of, of the surface, of the field turf? Is it the change of cleats? Ah, uh, I mean, I, I think that, now, that, those are, that's that's good Sherlock Holmes right there. But I, I think that makes a lot of sense is they have changed. I mean, you, you look at the 90s, uh, really the main, the 90s, when everybody had AstroTurf, ugh, rough. I mean, how do they play? I mean, how do you play in, you know. How do you get tackled on concrete with a sliver of, uh, you know, somebody's back patio turf, right? Well, that was the advantage of, like, Philly in the vet. The yeah. vet, ugh, gross. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a tough place to play. Yeah, so, you know, and, and just Evan says, didn't uh, Josh Allen just come out with turf toe? Nah, maybe, did he? <laughs> like, no, he came out with a foot injury, but I don't know if it was turf toe. Now, that's a good good question. Yeah, I, I, I remember it, when he heard it because uh, he got rolled up on against Tampa in that loss. Right, yes. A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Let's go ahead and talk about um, – Mild case of turf turf toe. <laughs> oh, and and Brandon asked, "Can you guys explain turf toe?" And from what I understand, turf toe, and I can use my hand for it. Let's say here's my hand, and my fingers are my toes, right? I believe turf toe is when you get tackled and it flexes, like your your toe kind of bends back a little bit, like if somebody lands on the on your heel and drives your toe into the ground and it bends backwards. That's my understanding of turf toe. Yeah, uh, turf toe, a sprain of the largest joint of your big toe. It happens, as you described, when your toe is forcibly bent upwards, such as when you push off into a sprint. Yeah, so there you go. All right, turf toe, no doc talk needed for turf toe. We got that control. Yeah, and we got Yao Ming's weight. We're rolling. That's right. That's right. All right, Zach, let's talk about the lack of reading comprehension from some Titans fans, because this just drove me nuts yesterday. But first, tell everybody about uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go get your next ride this holiday season. There's one place to go, and that's Wilson County Hyundai. That's it. The inventory, they got you on lock. Plus, if you're looking for a, uh, a full-size SUV for your family, there is no better-looking, cost-effective SUV than the Hyundai Palisade. When you see them on the streets, your eyes start to get a little bit wider. You're like, wow, that looks good. That's a good family SUV. I, it, it really is. And for a great price. It's got all the bells and whistles, including third row seating. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports, don't forget, download that BetMG map. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet 
uh, up to $1,000 with your first deposit and your first bet. That's the BetMGM app. Again, download it. You make your first deposit, your first bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. So don't forget it. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Zach, we're going to talk about reading comprehension, but something just made you laugh. What was it? Yeah, I... I don't know if this is love worthy, but it's funny. I love Mark Jones with COVID-19. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with this stuff, but that was good, Mark. That got me. COVID-19. So, so dumb that it made me laugh, right? Get out of here. <laughs> yes. So COVID-19, get out of here. Get off our earth. Right. So, okay. Let's, we put out a story yesterday. Report, new information on Derrick Henry's foot surgery. And we link it. And in the report, we play the video we played uh, from Dr. Watson. We've got the quote that he actually had a plate and screws to stabilize it. So they made a bigger incision. They put a plate on the outside of the bone where tension side is. And it helps to prevent that bone from capping. That is new information about Derrick Henry's foot surgery, right? Is that information that Dr. Watson told us which we confirmed in the article, we said uh, Dr. Watson uh, did not perform the surgery on Derrick Henry, but he has learned more about the specific surgery the Titans running back had performed on him, right? So we told you he didn't do it, but he learned about it, and he told us about it, right? So then you've got this guy named Tomahawk Chop 22 said such a misleading headline and straight clickbait. And he wasn't alone. Tomahawk Chop 22 with several of his buddies. There was a guy named Jack. There was a couple other guys uh, in there. There's Icy Codigo Poppy who uh, was commenting on it this morning as clickbait. You guys have no idea what clickbait actually is. Clickbait is when the inside of the story doesn't line up with the headline. So when we say new information on Derrick Henry's foot surgery and you click on the story, and you read that there is new information on Derrick Henry's foot surgery, there is zero clickbait. That is not misleading. We gave you exactly what we told you in the headline. And I want to give props to our guy, Zach Reagan, who said this on Twitter, that he's convinced no one actually knows what clickbait is. Just because you're not satisfied with the content of an article doesn't mean it's clickbait, right? Just because you are not satisfied with what you with the article doesn't mean it's not clickbait. Steven says R E A D read. Thank you. So I, I don't know how you feel about this, Zach, but it drove me absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw them. I, I don't really pay attention to Twitter trolls. They do they have no zero effect on my life. So uh we gave good information. I don't think uh you know tic tac patty whack or whatever that guy's username was I don't think he knew, knew that the plate inserted in Derrick Henry's foot was to prevent the bone from capping. I don't think that old Tic Tac Paddywhack could have told us that prior to this article. I also would question if Jack or any of his other cronies that are Twitter trolls that responded with clickbait actually clicked on the YouTube page to actually get educated on what happened. Oh, and I've got data, right? Because, and look, this is just a kind of an interesting uh, study um, about people's tendencies, right? So here's what happened. As of 5 o'clock this morning, 12,000 people read the article. But only 4% of those 12,000 actually watched the YouTube video in the article, which I, I find interesting because... Look, the, the, the article had quotes pulled from the video in written in it, right? Because Zach made the point, if you're at the doctor's office or you're in public, you don't have the ability to watch the video. So we gave you some of it. But the two-minute, 23-second video that was embedded in the article really teaches you and tells you and you learn something from it. But 4% of people who clicked on the story actually clicked and watched the video. I, I And Caesar says he's part of that 4%. So congratulations, Caesar. That's a good 4% to be a part of. I thought that was really interesting data just to figure out people's tendencies. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, look, you, you can't educate everybody, but you can give them the tools, right? Uh, <laughs> teach a man to fish, don't feed them. Uh, 
So we we move on. We digress. Some news has just come over the Twitter wire from Adam Schefter as he reports, as we all know, the rise of COVID cases are up in sports leagues, including the NFL. Baker Mayfield has tested positive for COVID. Unless he produces two negative tests between Saturday, he's out versus the Raiders. So that kind of leads us into our AFC conversation because the Browns, with a win over the Ravens this past weekend, actually kind of got themselves back in it because the Bengals lost and the Steelers lost last Thursday night. So like that whole thing is a log jam, but this really hurts the Browns' opportunity to get back in it in a wild card situation or hell, I mean, they could now beating the Ravens, they could actually go for winning the division, but it's going to be really hard with Baker being out. Here's something I'll say about the Tennessee Titans. They got to really try to prevent all these guys are coming back off injury. What they don't want is the wave of COVID to hit all these healthy guys that they'll return in the lot in the next several weeks. So that's something to be cognizant of and you hate it because it, it 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 disrupts the entire process of trying to win football games, right? Yeah, and, and I'll add, Phil Yates adds this, the Browns' offense could be without Baker Mayfield, guard Wyatt Teller, left tackle Jedrick Wills, wide receiver Jarvis Landry, tight end Austin Hooper, and running back Kareem Hunt all on Saturday. And, and that's another thing that sucks for the Browns in this situation is instead of playing on Sunday like normal, uh, they play a day earlier because the NFL likes to take over Saturdays once college football and the Army-Navy game is over. I wish, you know, the the internet's all about information and they always tell you when COVID cases are up. They never tell you when COVID cases are down. I would like more information on all of those players, especially in sports leagues that have, I don't want to say mandated, but have forced players to get the vaccine what are their symptoms? Out of all of those guys you just named, how many are actually feeling symptoms of COVID-19? That's information that I think the public deserves to know. And I bet if you don't have any symptoms, Baker Mayfield, if he's fully healthy and he doesn't feel anything, he would be perfectly fine of giving that information up, right? Yeah, I mean, you would you would think that's a personal decision for everybody who yeah, but in like, in this life, nobody has a personal decision well, because no, the it, internet always I mean, I will find you, out. With, I think with uh, the medical things, that's absolutely where people No, still... nobody cares. No, oh, BS. They, they, there is no protection against any of that stuff. That's why I say if we're just free reign requiring people to say, hey, well, are you vaccinated or not vaccinated and being able to criticize based on their decision, we should be able to figure out if they're symptomatic or not but symptomatic again, if again, they're putting COVID a, protocol. There is a difference in talking to your buddy about oh you tested positive you're feeling okay what kind of sense like there's a difference in that and publicly blasting it across the nfl social media of how bad or not bad you, you felt were you not to. were you not a part of the aaron Rodgers story when he was publicly asked if he was or wasn't come on austin no, I, I, I mean again like it's I'm not your saying, buddies it's public that's what okay. i'm saying we should know this information right, i think right. that would i think that would tell us a little bit more of more and more information is better. We found that out about. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I would hate the information. I, I think the information would be valuable. But again, it's up to the individual people to, to do what they want, right? Uh, I think it's up to the mainstream media to choose if they want to go after it. I mean, the, the media can ask the questions whenever the player is made available, right? That's not like like Aaron Rodgers was made available, but and then he also gets- they're protected. The NFL protects them against once they're in COVID protocol to not answer those questions. You but, see what I'm saying? No, I yes, right. Just like injured so players you can't. don't talk. You can't. The, the NFL fact, is preventing that. After the fact is the only way you can do it, right? Because again, the NFL doesn't let injured players talk to media either. They're protecting them. That's not new. And Jose, if my point on- is today. No, medical records are not private in today's Zach, world. Come on, dude. Like. Player, they're going on a reserve list. If you're on a reserve list in the NFL for injury or for COVID or whatever, you're not. No, no, you're not supposed to talk to the media one way or the other. I know, but what I'm saying is, the more information about these COVID players, especially in the rise, at uh, two years after the okay, we're, the, we're the, getting we're we're getting sidetracked. But, no, but uh, I, I do think it's important because I, look, the Browns. No, Austin, it's important because the Browns are in shambles right now. Right, they. I, their season may be on the brink because of this. And we saw sure. this a little bit last year. As I said, the Titans, they got to be very aware when they get healthy, 
physically that they don't get land up on the COVID list and they have to deal with this again invisible oh, virus yeah. that hurts their chances for a Super Bowl in which billions of dollars are invested in. Well, here you go. Uh, Adam Schefter, 40 seconds ago, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is said to, quote, feel completely normal, end quote, per a source, but he has tested positive for COVID. Now Case Keenum is in line to start Saturday versus the Raiders with Nick Mullins as his backup. So, Shefty, Shefty getting after that ass. I love that. And, and that is at, kind that's, of doing some good reporting right that's there. That's good, Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter's had a lot of bad Adam Schefter over the last several months. But well, that's, uh, that's good, Adam Schefter. Everybody is political, right? Even Adam Schefter, right? We, we hear the Cliff Kingsbury agent stuff. Like, we all know how that works. That's good information. And I believe, I think, they should do that not only on the star quarterback like Baker Mayfield. They should do that on every – there should be an Excel spreadsheet on symptomatic – or not symptomatic. That's what the NFL should study. They probably have those, or you would think that they would, in the background, but that's important information on how they regulate and how they govern against this disease that is really, I mean, it's influencing the outcome of their league. Yes. And again, the NFL is not stopping. Like Adam Schefter can ask questions. Media can ask questions with their sources. It's just that, players aren't if they're if you're on a reserve list injury or covid you don't talk to the media that's just how the rules have been forever right well we're not talking about forever we're talking about covid covid has changed right so this is not this is not uh, the same all right so let's go ahead and get back to our our uh original topic plan it is interesting about the browns the browns are not necessarily in this conversation but the afc north uh, is really the only AFC division missing from this conversation because it's completely up in the air with Lamar Jackson being hurt, Baker Mayfield now possibly missing a game, uh, and then the Raiders, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the Bengals have kind of teetered as well, and the Steelers are 6-6-1, six, six, and one, right? So here's this next conversation. The question is, what team do you think will end up with the number one seed in the AFC? We've got odds on four teams, but what team do you think will end up with the number one seed in the AFC. But real quick, let me tell you about guys about Mandu. The pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. If you want to build strength, build muscle mass, and target that hard-to-burn body fat without putting extra stress on your joints and potential old injuries, Mandu is the way to go. Again, 15-minute workout that simulates over five hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It's real, guys. Check it out. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you, and they'll take $100 off your first month when you sign up at mandu.com. A to Z Sports, we're also powered by BetMGM. And you can download the app today if you haven't already. We've been talking about it for a long, long time. And they're a great sponsor here on the show. And they're not going anywhere, baby. Every Monday they get free bets. They give you parlay boosts. When UFC comes uh, as a big match, they give you parlay boosts. Uh, It's great. Download the app today. That's BetMGM. Okay, so we've got four teams that are really in the uh, mix for uh, the top seed in the AFC. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, Zach, this was the graphic we put up, right? You've got the Patriots, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bills. But oh my my, how things can change in two weeks because now we are sitting here with these four. By are the Ravens, by are the Bills, and the Chargers have entered the chat. Now, the Chargers are definitely fourth on this list, but Thursday night's game against the Chiefs in L.A., is absolutely massive because if the Chargers do beat the Chiefs Thursday night, and Chris Jones, by the way, uh, will miss the game because of COVID for Kansas City, so that's fairly impactful. But if the Chargers win tomorrow night, they jump the Chiefs into the leader of the AFC West because they would have beaten the Chiefs twice, and they would have the same record. The that so that that is that's an interesting conversation there, Zach. But who do you? So this is opinion based, right? We don't want to ask people who has the best odds. Or we want to ask people, who do you think will end the regular season with the one seed in the AFC? Let's go to the chat. Mr. Clean with a K says the Titans. Brian says the Titans. Ed says KC. Uh, Valentino and Billy both go with the Titans. 
uh, Titans hands down, Titans, Titans. So a lot of believers. Uh, Noah, love of the show, and I'll, I'll I'll touch on it a little bit more. Love of the show goes to Noah because he has brought up what I believe. Chiefs, just like Zach has been saying for a month, the Chiefs are dangerous. Well, just hold on to that. Great, Noah. Uh, we appreciate uh, you watching the show and your great comments. Mikey says the Pats. Hate to say it. Wilbur says the K as KC. Titans from Dave. Zach says the Titans. Dom says it'll be the Pats. Uh, I think the Titans uh, lose if they get the first seat, first round exit. Uh, so that's kind of a different take from Dom. Orlando goes Titans. Louis going with New England. G Man on base says KC. Jarvis says the Titans, the Pats. Uh, and, and Jason says the Chargers division is too tough because it is a two horse race. Austin, where do you go uh, here? So um, I, I think the Titans lose two games in the last four weeks. I, I don't know which two. I think it's probably two of the three of Pittsburgh, 49, uh, San Francisco, and Miami, just because those three teams. I'm not saying the Titans are a better team than all three of them, but you just don't know the week to week situations and the game to game situations or the Titans have been hurting themselves and their losses. And those three teams are all very tough and physical. So I don't think it's the Titans. The chiefs are interesting. They, and, and Keith just calls me a, a hater. I'm not a hater. Uh, I just not a fanboy like you might be Keith Dub jr. Uh, but anyway, so I, I think it's the Patriots just because they already have a leg up and, I think the Patriots lose one game. I think the Chiefs lose one game. I think the Titans lose two. So I kind of think it stays the same where it's Pats one, Titans two, Chiefs three for the rest of the season. I just think that's how it ends up. I would have to look at the conference record, but if both the Chiefs and the Patriots, they haven't played this year, have they? Uh, no. So that conference record would be important and KC I'm pulling, I'm, I'm pulling it up yeah well KC has all AFC teams the rest of the way so right but not. they've also here's the thing the Chiefs has have lost four AFC games the Patriots are seven and one in the conference seven so and one that that's the tie break right um, and so that's where if I think the Chiefs lose one and the Patriots lose one there's no way the Chiefs can pass. Can pass. That's that's why uh, the Chiefs are super dangerous to make the Super Bowl. I just don't think they're going to be the one seed. So do you do you, uh, you remember what I said a long ago? Am I crazy still? Are you going to chop my head off like the chat and you did when I said the Chiefs all those weeks ago to watch out for them in the number one seed? Do you, I, I just do you don't now think understand. They, do you see Zach, the light a little bit, Zach? They were three and four, and all four losses were to the AFC. That I understand in, where they were, and that's why I went on a limb and I said what I said. I, and I, where I, are they now? They're, they're third without having tiebreakers over the two teams ahead of them. Like I that's still, well, and New England has to play the Colts, the surging Colts, and they got to play the Bills, the, the, and they the got to play at Bills. Miami in the last week of the season. And I think that is a. Uh, We'll find out before that game, Again, but I'm I, intrigued with that game. I think the Chiefs are, if I, once the playoff But you did call set, me crazy when I said what I said when I said it. Yes, because of I'm how, no longer crazy. My flight jacket is off, baby. I got I, free arms. I just don't think they can, they're, they're, they're behind the eight ball, Zach, like. Are they playing a lot better? Absolutely. But I think again, they have the best team out of all these teams. You're not, you're having two different discussions here. Okay. No, I'm not. Yes. I'm having the same. No, no. <laughs> Number no. one seed. They have they have the best team out of all of these teams. The most that doesn't experienced mean get the, quarterback uh, with, I, with success out of all of these teams. All right, I'll say it differently to see if you can understand what I'm saying here. Are the Chiefs playing the best football in the AFC right now? Yeah. Are the Chiefs likely to get the number one seed? No. That's just how it works. That's what I, happened. I, the, I think that they are. My answer the first is the seven team. games of the season matter. When they lose four AFC games in the first seven weeks, that puts them in a hole. Now, what I was going to say before you interrupted me is that when the playoff picture is set and the Chiefs are at three, the Titans are at two, and the Patriots are at one, I'm probably going to pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. But it doesn't mean that they're the one seed. 
Well, you were calling me crazy about the Chiefs at three and four, and now all of a sudden it's changed because of how hot that I called that they were going to get. I wasn't calling you crazy because you I doubted. Were. I I remember that. Stop! You cut you me off again. Nuts. I was. Dude, you went stop, berserk. Stop, 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 stop. No, I, you've just talked. Now it's my turn to talk. You cut and me I'm off. About, I don't want to talk about the Chiefs and why I believe they're my answer because I think that the next four weeks is the most beneficial. Now, I think Thursday night against the Chargers is massive. That will decide their season. And But I also think that the Chiefs are going for blood. Because I think the Chiefs got a bad taste in their mouth losing at home to the Chargers when they weren't the team that they were. But if you look, if they beat the Chargers this week, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos, all winnable. And that is a benefit where the Patriots still have to play the Colts and the the, the Bills, who I think the Bills are going to be pissed off to come in New England and take back what they stole from Whatever the stadium's called, it's not Ralph Wilson anymore. It's not New Era. I don't even know what it's called. Orchard Park Field from in Buffalo. I think the Bills are going to be angry to 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 beat the Pats. I think the Chiefs and the Titans are the Titans. The Titans are not healthy. Uh, I don't see the Titans getting Derrick Henry back next week. I think the Chiefs are the most likely to get their number one seed. Okay. Do you want to know what the you want to know what the actual numbers say? Well, what were the numbers when they were three and four? <laughs> the numbers I have eyeballs. I got two of them, and exactly. I can see I, eyeballs surging. don't mat, eyeballs don't mean anything when it comes to tiebreakers. They mean something when it comes to winning football games. They got exactly. four games left, and we're not talking about tiebreakers right now. Yes, we are. There's, There's the four whole games left. That's the situation. <laughs> yeah, I know four games. Don't talk about tiebreakers when you got four games. You talk about tiebreakers when you're going to the last week of the season. Um. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I said that uh, the Patriots will lose a game, the Chiefs will lose a game. I think the Titans will leave, will lose two over the last four seasons. If that happens, I then the, there's no the Chiefs have to be a full game better than the Patriots. And I think that they have four games that they can win all of them. They have. They have all of their pieces. Their defense is playing stellar, and Patrick Mahomes is slowing down and actually playing like we know him to play. You you can't say tiebreakers are irrelevant when tiebreakers determine the seating. Well, the Patriots still have to get through three tough teams. Yeah, and I, the Chiefs I, the, don't. I, I think the I think the Bills have Pat's PTSD, and so I I. Right, we got good football on the horizon. Yes, I'm just saying agreed. all those weeks ago that Kansas City vying for a number one seed to surpass the Titans, in which the conversation we had that you called me crazy and the chat said I was a psycho. Ah, I'm I think coming out. I think clean. you're showing. I'm you're coming psycho. out clean on you're the other showing side. You're a psycho in the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm calling. I'm coming out clean on the other side because of how wrong okay. you and That's everybody fine. else was. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, if if the Chiefs get the one seed, I will I will give you no, the most. It's just the up. fact that they are like in the opportunity. Like you thought that was crazy for them to even be in the be conversation. Uh, why do I have to repeat myself again? Because they are third when it comes to tiebreakers of the teams that we're talking about. You said that they wouldn't even be in the conversation. Are they in the conversation? Yeah, they're third in the conversation. Yeah, there's so much in the conversation. This is how much disrespect that the Titans get yesterday on PETI. They asked the same question, and you know what their options were? What? The Patriots or the Chiefs. Well, they yeah, left out because, the Titans and everybody else. the national else. media knows if they have a Titans logo on the screen, people are turning the channel. I don't, they won't turn the channel, but... Uh, uh, they don't give a they, damn. They don't care about them. Right, because there's no Derrick Henry. Why should they care about the Titans right now? There's no A.J. Brown. There's no notable names that the Titans have because they're all hurt. So, again, we'll move on because I don't feel like repeating myself for the fourth time uh, in this segment. So... Are you ready for shade? I am. I am too. My shade has National Signing Day flavor to it. And it's flavor that I actually kind of like, but the shade is ridiculous. But first, let me tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to trust, you know who to turn to. The 12 or, or over a dozen physicians there in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute can help you out. They have a specialist with any type of joint injury you could possibly have. They also have clinics in Brentwood 
and Nolensville for your convenience as well. Streamline the process of your recovery by going to boneandjointtn.org. It is the sports powered by BetMGM. They also power our show this coming Sunday. They'll be live in Pittsburgh, but we will be live from Mill Creek Tap Room. Man, it is an unbelievable experience. They got beers on tap. They got burgers that are that smash burger, man. I have I dream about that that double patty grilled onions, bacon crumbles. Anytime you hear bacon crumbles, yeah, count me in. Come hang out with us, watch the game live on a Sunday, a big time Sunday, this coming Sunday from Mill Creek Tap Room in Nolansville. Let's get it. All right, throwing shade here on uh, the show. Also, Steven says, like the show on YouTube. Do that if you're watching on YouTube, uh, which we got a lot of you guys well, on right I, now. We got a new saying. We well, Subscribe, obviously, to YouTube. That's first and foremost. But ring that bell. You get that live notification. Ring that bell on YouTube. That's key, too. All right, so uh, it is time for shade. So if you've got your shade ready, bring it. Uh, Roy says, Shade, wish the Titans had someone covering them that was a fan of them. Uh, okay, let me take this one. Let me yeah, take fine. this one. That's fine. Roy, if you want to go watch two-tone face painters, I'm sure they got plenty on YouTube. They got a bunch of Titan swag in the back. They'll tell you everything that you need to hear, but they'll also lie to you. They'll say how good the Titans are, how they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. That's not what this show is, Roy. Roy, we have media credentials. I've been covering the team for over 10 years. I was this in the locker room when Vince, when Vince Young was was here. So, Roy, if you – and that's fine. And, Roy, you watch the show. I've seen your name. You, I've seen your face. I, I, I recognize it. I like you, Roy. But if you want something like that, this is not your place because this is real logical sports debate that we – it's not only Austin and Zach and Buck and Luke and all our other A to Z employees, but it's also the chat. Uh, we, we show your comments because they're important to us, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl every single year and go 17-0. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a premise of who I am as a person. I don't lie, and I'm not going to start with you, Leroy. I'm not going to do it. Big Ten Jeff says, Shade on Desmond Howard for hijacking the Heisman ceremony and making it all about himself was total classless and disrespectful. That wasn't that time or place to throw shade at, at Ohio State and C.J. Stroud. Uh, one, I don't watch the Heisman ceremony because it's a waste of time. Jeff, this totally sounds like you're in your feelings about a Michigan guy who just beat your ass saying something about Ohio State. I don't know what was said, but this just feels like Jeff Rubel getting butt hurt about a rivalry, which it's a rivalry. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be trash talk. That's the point of rivalries, right? Well, and Jeff, I should be butthurt and in my feels that Matt Corral wasn't even invited. And did you know, and this is actually Jeff will like this, but uh, there's an old Miss defensive end pass rusher that had better stats in like every category than that Michigan guy. So like, it's all a popularity contest. That, that's what the Heisman Trophy is. And I agree with you, Austin. I don't watch that. I probably will never watch that unless Ole Miss gets the award. You would you would watch it if there's an Ole Miss finalist. I would watch it if there's a Tennessee finalist. Right, That's, but if Matt Corral was invited, I probably wouldn't watch it because I knew Matt Corral wasn't going to win. Sure, but if they were like a legitimate like chance, then you would. Well, watch yeah, it. when Arch Manning, right, that will be when I watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Oh man, this is a good one. Scoop, Scoop nailed it. Uh, my shit, his shade goes to the Brawny haters. He's a kid. So what that his dad has a big name. I agree. There's so many Tennessee fans flipping their lid that LeBron James's son wants to come play basketball at Tennessee. And the, the funny thing is we got two more years of this recruitment because Bronny James is just 16 years old. I believe he's in the class of 2023 or 2024. So got a while to go before LeBron James's son, Bronny, will announce his commitment. But the fact that Tennessee is one of the four players in this is only going to help Tennessee. What happened when a couple weeks ago, uh, Rodney Harrison's son commits to Tennessee and Rodney Harrison goes on Sunday night football's football night in America and congratulates his son to committing to the university of Tennessee. That's the most watched football show in the world. And you just got free advertising. So if you like that, and I, I'm, I'm with scoop here. 
If you liked the attention that Rodney Harrison gave you, then you should like the fact that Bronny is, is interested in coming to your school. They don't like LeBron because of his political views. That's why. And that's everybody's opinion. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I know, but it, but people also think he's, he's stupid. And Val, Valentino says he is definitely not interested in Tennessee. Tennessee is not on a short list. That's not what is being reported. I don't know. I mean, who, who, who knows, right? Who knows what the kid thinks? That's why I hate recruiting. Uh, I hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing. I And now the free agency, I don't know, man, I, I should have brought that. That that should be my real shade of how, uh, well, you may go into that. So I'm going to go into it because here is my real shade. So today is the early signing day period for college football. And with NIL, it's the first time we've ever seen something like this. But here is where I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Dallas, Texas, where five-star offensive tackle Kenyatta Goodwin from Indiana, not Dallas, flew to Dallas to announce his decision between Michigan State or Kentucky. Kenyatta Goodwin, again, flying across several states to announce his decision between Michigan State and Kentucky, did not announce his decision he just sat in front of a big Takis talk, billboard and said that he has not made his final decision yet. And so he teased and clickbait. Here's some clickbait for you. When you when you say you want to announce your decision in Dallas, Texas, and you're going to have Takis out here as the sponsor of your announcement, and you fly your big ass to, from Indiana to Dallas, sit in, on a throne of Takis with stuff all over the table and this big backdrop, and you say, no, I'm not quite ready yet. That is clickbait. <laughs> so shade on five-star Kenyatta Goodwin for wasting everyone's time and money and making money for himself. This is an immature thing. If you're not going to make a decision, that's fine, but don't do that. Cancel it. Change it. Do it ahead of time, right? Because if you set yourself up like that, if you're going to want to be a grown grown man and make endorsement money, you got to do it the right way because you look like a fool. Yeah, he is a fool, and he's not a grown man. He's an adolescent who doesn't – he's probably being advised by bad people. But that I didn't know the ins and outs of that story, but that is effing ridiculous. And side, side note, um, YouTube – Hot Cheetos and Takis. It's a rap song done by a group of kids in 2012. Like an after-school project. It's freaking good. <laughs> Hot Cheetos and Takis. It's a good rap. It's fun. Just YouTube that. Yeah. So I, I that that I, I would concur. I remember that song. I haven't listened to that song in a long time. I listened uh, to it this morning because of this. So I'll extend your shade. Uh, and here's the little side shade of what Lane Kiffin brought to the table uh, which I mean, this is a big. This is going to be a big problem, and you know all this coaching shift. But it is going to be about checks because you have eighteen-year-old kids negotiating, right? They don't have agents necessarily negotiating where they're going to go to school. But Lane Kiffin disclosed, if you listen to a little bit of his press conference, he was like, "These kids come in, and you know they say, hey, well, Louisville's offering me this amount of money." Uh, South Carolina is offering me this amount of money. LSU is going to give me $150,000 cash and then $50,000 for each game that I play in. And, you know, if I'm a head coach, I'm not negotiating with these fools, but they need them, right? That's that's the hard part. And so that, I don't know if it will ruin college football, but it's definitely not helping college football. This Mark Emmert needs to be held accountable and nobody can do that. And it's sad but they open the floodgates with no regulation. And what do you know? Things are getting destroyed. And college football is getting destroyed, unfortunately, and it's starting this year. So that's actually not even my shade, but I, your, your shade reminded me of that. I mean, I've got more. We're on the – I don't know what your shade, shade subject is, but I've got one more college football shade to read from Mark. You, you want me to go ahead and get into that? You go ahead and read it. Mark says shade on players opting out of bowl season because they aren't in the playoff. No, Mark. Like that's that's not how this works either. No, like what people aren't opting out of the bowl games because they're not in the playoff. They're opting out of bowl games because they don't want an opportunity to hurt themselves 
as they prepare for the biggest job interview of their life, which is possibly the NFL Combine, the Reese's Senior Bowl, or any of the other uh, games like that. They're not opting out because their team went 7-5, and 8-4, and 9-2, and two and missed the playoff. They're opting out because it would be dumb for them. They gain literally zero from playing in a meaningless bowl game that they could potentially get hurt from that costs them millions of dollars possibly. Well, and I think you brought it up of what I think Mark's point kind of was, is that every, and this is why they got to expand the playoff, been saying that for a decade, yeah. and yeah. you know. We've had that discussion. But it hasn't been a decade. So I, I feel like it has. I mean, on radio, I mean, it's been close. It's been. I mean, we're talking like seven. It's been seven years at so least. No, even before the playoff, when they came out with four, I wanted it to be bigger. So uh, Mark would, Mark follows up and says Hendon Hooker is playing. Yeah, because he's playing f- college football next year. Like we're not yeah, talking not. about the guys that are coming back. Mark, come on. The 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 overall issue on top of a lot of issues in college football is what you said, Austin. The bowl games are meaningless. Yes. Everything outside of it. So there is no reason to play because of injury. Yes, you you stated the reason, but if the bowls game bowl game meant something, maybe if they were getting paid or something to play in the bowl game, I think there's more likely to play. Right? Here's here's my theory. The bowl games have always been meaningless. But now they're the, more meaningless today. Uh, that's what I was, my next sentence was. The college football playoff has made the other bowl games even more relevant than they previously were. All right, so here's my shade, and I'll okay. make it short, simple, because I hate this. It, I'm tired of looking at it, and it will continue on. And it's just it's a legal battle, right? It's two big time companies going head to head, and then trying to politicize their way. We've all seen this dish network, bottom of the screen. Hey, call this number. You could be losing X amount of channels, you know, and they start throwing hate at the provider. Here we go again. I don't have YouTube TV, but if you do, this is the ad that ESPN is running sponsored ad. They're putting a ton of money into YouTube TV consumers. They could lose ESPN. They could lose the college football playoff semifinal because the deadline is December 17th, which is in two days, and they're still in a massive legal issue. And all we're seeing is just a war between YouTube TV, ton of money, and Disney, ton of money. And so, and and those two p- players, because ESPN wants more money for their particular channel, which means YouTube TV has to increase the rate from like $9.99 to like $14.99. And they yeah. don't want to do that because that mean, means their overall, I mean, it's business 101, right? Their profit margin changes. Here is the overall issue. The user is getting the brunt of this, Right. That these two big, big, two big brothers are arguing, and the little brother, who is the, the people that actually consume and pay their hard-earned dollar, they are going to get killed because of this. I, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but I hate those ads. That's my. Shade. So, what's your sh- your shades on the ad? Well, no, my my shade is on the two big companies fighting back and forth, and the loser is the consumer. Yes, right? yes, yes. The- but I, but hey, but I, I do I do appreciate the fact that they're putting the ad out there to try to inform people. But they're trying to persuade and slant their side too. No, right? I, I get that. There's a, but you have to do it. You have to, I, I remember a few years ago locally, do you remember when uh, news two was going through this as well? And people were about to lose news two, or there was a, there was a, a situation. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it got figured out. But news two was having to promote the fact that there was a chance that they could get lost. And it sucks because you're right. The suits are making these decisions, but the people who also work for those companies are the losers as well as the consumers. Everybody's the loser except for the big money suits. Yes. Yes. And you hate that. And I look, I understand negotiations. I understand how the world works in that sense, but they, what they do is they wait till the last second, Right. They're like, oh, we'll get a deal done. Deadlines Deadlines work, right? That's why they're deadlines. But literally, it just they just started that this week. December 17th is in two days. (laughs) Yeah, but there's always deadlines. Isn't Major League Baseball still locked out? (laughs) Yeah, but they're locked out, right? Are we gonna I know it's because they waited too long too close to the deadline to do anything about it? Right. But and the consumers, 
baseball fans, whoever you are, if you're in a Walker or you're in an old folks home, but uh, or in a baseball market, there's some side shade there. But I just think baseball hasn't adapted, and that's my own, that's my own personal opinion. For this, this is really putting a lot of people in a bad spot because the last thing that they want to do is figure out their TV situation right around the holidays when a lot of other things has happened. Yep. Yep. All right, good shade. That was a long shade segment. I think there was some good shade overall in all of that. So uh, Stephen Jordan, however, did follow up with my shade. I did want to mention this, uh, that Kenyatta Goodwin um, is announcing his decision today at 3.30. So Kenyatta making his announcement at 3.30. So he basically made everybody show up early uh, for breakfast talkies, and then he's going to make a comeback at 3.30 for afternoon snack talkies is what he's doing. I would have booed him if I was there. I yeah, that would suck. Boo. That was a, yeah, a waste of my time. Thank you for doing that. So there you go. All right, guys. We're great show today. A lot of great interaction from you guys. What's Here's up? a great marketing ploy. Quick timeout. This is my brain. If this would be a great marketing situation, if they got a guy in the Cheetos Tiger costume when he didn't announce to come up and boo him, go Cheetos. F talkies. That would have been great. That's good that marketing right there. That would, that would be funny. All right, guys. Great show today. Appreciate the interaction. Ring that bell on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We keep growing our content over there. So we'll see you guys uh, later on. Great content going out. The Titan Up podcast has a new episode out this morning. So check that out on the A to Z sports podcast network. More, uh, right. Hey, how about this, Zach? Roger Saffold opened up about the injury that has been plaguing him all year. You can read about that on a to z sports.com. So check that out. That's up this morning as well. And we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow on a Thursday buck rising live tonight at 8 PM for a to z primetime. Thanks a bunch. Adios.